We got new boots and I'm so thrilled. They're Tacova's boots. And you know why I'm so excited about getting Tacova's boots and why I was so happy to get mine why? in the mail? Because why? the girlies from Potomac went to the Tacova store in the most recent season of Real Houses of Potomac. And I was like, if Robin and Karen have Tacovas, I want Tacovas. Well, I have a good reason too, because I've been doing a bunch of line dancing and I didn't have any cowboy boots. And so I got my Tacovas. Oh. And let me tell you, the difference it makes to be dancing in cowboy boots. Huge. On the line dancing floor. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. So you can really smack the floor and swing around. You need cowboy boots. Yeah, I didn't get cowboy boots. I got Chelsea boots, but they're great. They're brown. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see them. They're just, I like taking them on and off. They're so lovely. They're kind of a beautiful leather. They're beautiful leather. Well, they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. They've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. It's true because cowboy boots can be a little bit hard to mm -hmm. break in. Yep. You know? Yep. Mine, I was swinging around, no pain. <laughs> no pain. And Tacova's is Western to their core. They offer a bunch of other head-to-toe Western staples like trucker jackets, the perfect jeans, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it. They'll get you outfitted. They believe in Western for all. And you can feel that when you go into their stores. When you walk in, you'll be greeted like family. I saw them do it to the girlies from the Real House of Potomac. It seemed like they were being greeted like family. You'll be offered a boot shine and a drink. Yes, even the hard stuff if you prefer. And you can get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. But if you can't make it into a store, Tacova's delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and point your toes west. You will trailer. Yeah, yeah, they want to know. To be famous. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is not Stars on Mars Spawn. We have taken the Stars on Mars money and did some Stars on Mars Spawn, which was great. Very smart <laughs> of them. This is truly just me watching Stars on Mars and wanting to open with this. So let me play a clip. You haven't watched it yet, have you? The way that you're like, not Spawn, but I want people no, to I know. know. I know, and we talk about people who do this all the time, and we accuse them of we did last not week. hashtagging ad, and here you are doing it yourself. Practice what you preach, man. This is not an ad. This is just a clip from like 10 minutes into the first episode of Stars on Mars. Yeah. When everyone's sort of showing up one by one. Okay. To Mars. To Mars. Mars. Right, to Mars. They're showing up on Mars. They're like, <laughs> They're I'm at Mars. Mars. Yes. <laughs> It's so crazy that we can't get like astronauts to Mars, but we just got like, you know, Tom Schwartz to Mars. I don't know if it was Rhonda or Portia. I think it was Rhonda opens the show and they're like, I mean, they're talking about like why they did it. And I think it's Rhonda says something like why they did it, like go to Mars. She's like, I mean, how often do you get the chance to be on Mars? And she says it's it like, so seriously. It's like no one's ever gotten the chance. chance. No one's ever gotten the chance <laughs> to go to like, Mars. And you're not getting the chance. Like. Do you not realize that? I mean, I am standing here full glam in an astronaut outfit. How often do you get a chance to be on Mars? Do some of these stars think they're on Mars? I don't think so, but I'm not quite sure they understand that they're just like still in California, though. They're, they're, <laughs> they're like, they don't really understand they're not on Mars. They're just in like a weird, like, you know, airport hangar in like San Bernardino Valley. Here's the thing. I don't think they know where they are, but I don't think any of them know that they're on Mars. Period. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think they know where they are. So yeah, 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 this yeah, is when yeah. everyone's sort of getting there and they're like, oh, Oh, hi. And they do this really funny. Sorry, my voice is fucked up from the orange smoke. <laughs> so wait, you're saying that you're on Mars. <laughs> I'm on Mars. Yes. 
So as everyone's getting there, some people don't need a lot of introductions. Some people do. So it's like, Tinashe, R&B singer. And then it'll be like, Ariel Winter, award-winning actor from Modern Family. And then it'll be like, Tom Schwartz. And they give him all these descriptors because I think like no one knows who he is. Restaurant owner. <laughs> he's explaining himself to Christopher Mintz-Plas, McLovin. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that show. It's like kind of strange and a little uncomfortable. Anyway, so this is when someone... That's fun. I think maybe the most famous person, at least like generationally, maybe him or Marshawn Lynch, comes in. And everyone's like, oh, my God. Okay, here it is. Listen. And then it'll cut to Ariel Winter's confessional. Wow, this is exciting. Hi. Hi. Lance. Nice to meet you. Lance Armstrong is a real freaking astronaut. He is a real astronaut. He is Lance Armstrong. You need to Google him. You need to know everything about him because he is so cool. <laughs> they think he's Neil Armstrong, but he's well. He's Lance. But he's also equally famous. Yeah, but they're just a little confused. There's a part where Ariel Winter's talking to Portia Williams, and we, <laughs> Portia's I, like, and she goes, I can't believe they brought in a real astronaut. And Portia just goes, you said what? <laughs> the fact that we have an astronaut is so crazy. Like, you said what? But Neil Armstrong's, like, dead. Yes. Right. And Lance Armstrong's, like, a very famous athlete so it's like very funny to be like it's like to see brad pitt and be like wow robert redford is like one of the best like that he's one of the best actors ever okay how about this rfk jr goes on mars and they go oh my god he was president and he got shot in dallas and he's here that's yeah so they think it's jfk (laughs) they even have the same job like it's like not even (laughs) you made a similar analogy but then listen to this lance is sort of aware of this there's probably 20 year olds out there that that get me confused with neil armstrong wouldn't you like brush up on space before you fake went to mars (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't you like do that thing where you like create like a like when you're in flashcards or elementary school and you create like a little like where you put all the the planets in order or something Mm -hmm. like you create a diorama wouldn't you like at least do that or something go over the order of the planets or something and maybe remember who's been there i think you would at least read the introductory paragraphs of the wikipedia on space travel like and then move on god you know they're gonna quiz that you know part of it's gonna be like quizzing them on like space lore or whatever there's a lot of tasks and then they have to pick like a leader for the time and then they kick someone off and the way that they kick them off is they say you're not mission critical so they have, like, the final people there, and it's like, which one of you is not mission critical? And they have, like, the final, like, the, the basically the three losers, and they start bringing them in one by one, and then you find out who's not mission critical. Do you want to know who it is? I'll believe it. I got show. Yeah, who's not mission critical? That's humiliating. Ever since we got that tea on, like, Dancing with the Stars and all these competition shows that include celebrities who I guess are conceivably booked and busy, you can agree to be on these shows and give them a certain number of days that you're willing to work. And then they just work the voting around you, right? They like, they decide to kick you off early if you can only do a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I just, every time I heard that that's how they do it with celebrity shows, now you think it's, that's what I think. Everyone, you think that's how every show does it. Ever since I heard that, I always think like the first celebrity kicked off in a celebrity competition show got kicked off by design. Do they then like send you out the hatch and you like die because you can't breathe? Like you just. Well, they, he has to put his helmet back on and then go back into space, into Mars. <laughs> okay. I, we can't talk about this anymore because okay, it really sorry. is giving – it's giving ad. It's but, giving like, ad, but it's not fun. ad. 
It's giving ad, but it's not ad. But if our ad plays after this, we didn't do anything. We didn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, you're listening to Who's There with the Colin Show, where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619. Who them? Let's just move on to questions right away because we got a lot of questions, a lot of new people in this episode today. Uh, hey, BLT. I feel like you might have gotten a bunch of calls about this, or maybe not, but I just saw that the keyboardist who plays the piano on Taylor Swift's Eras Tour is called uh, Karina De Piano. So she's among greats such as Gwen Singer, Lindsay Podcaster, and Karina De Piano. Um, I guess I would ask who is Karina De Piano. I kind of feel like she's a nass, but she does have a nylon article because she's the keyboardist in Taylor Swift's uh, era tour. Anyway, um, she seems like an icon. She's the the member of a great group. I mean, I don't know what I'm saying at this point, but I love her and I stand. Created a piano, Lindsay Podcaster, Crunch Crunch. The caller said this and I think they're right. Karina De Piano is <laughs> is not even a who. I think Karina De Piano is a nah, but because Karina De Piano sounds like Gwen Singer and Lindsay Podcaster, I think we have to talk about her. It's giving one tweet. It's giving this person got one tweet. Like I, I'm sorry. Like, what is the what is the our version of Andy Warhol's 15 minutes lower than meme category? Like, you've got famous person who mm-hmm. Andy Warhol 15 minutes of fame meme for a day, and then my the lowest category of that is one tweet, one viral tweet, one fucking viral tweet. In the future, there will be one viral tweet about you, and barely viral. I know you're all eras pilled, but it's one fucking tweet. <laughs> So Karina De Piano, who is probably Anon, has had one viral tweet about her and maybe a couple, maybe a couple like pseudo viral tweets about her because people also did point out the fact that her Instagram username is she plays De Piano, which that's is, funny. Do her credit, very funny. <laughs> her name um, is Karina De, De Piano, Piano and she plays the piano. Are you sure that's like her legal name? Did we not look this up? Her real name is Karina De Piano. She's half Filipino, half Italian. Her mom was born in the Philippines. Her dad is of Italian descent. She is a U.S. native, and she plays the piano. So does she have, like, a ancestor who also played the de piano? The thing is, she's a nah. There aren't many interviews with her, but she does say that her parents are not involved in music. She doesn't mention that, like, oh, my grandparents were musicians. She just says, my parents were not involved in music. It sounds like a name that, like, Billy Joel is, like, riffing on a song, and he's like, <laughs> met a woman, Karina Da Piano. He would say he would say something about, like, <laughs> meeting someone in Havana who <laughs> plays Da Piano. She played Da Piano. But <laughs> like, it's like, her name is Karina. You'd have to be with Karina yeah. Da Piano. Sing us a song, you're the piano woman. Taylor Swift hired her to be her piano player because her last name is De Piano, and Taylor was like, that's fun. <laughs> I mean, she hired yeah. her to be her piano player because she is a professional keyboardist for other pop mm. girlies, and she's been a piano player for Taylor Swift pre-eras. She plays the piano in that video that she made with Miles Teller, I Bet You Think About Me. 
Karina De Piano is the piano player in that video, and it seems like that's the first time they worked together, and then she got this okay. job after that. But also, like, the name is so funny. How could the name not be helpful? That's my that's my comment. Like, the name must be good for her career. Well, if I was auditioning against a woman named De Piano for a piano gig, I'd be like, well, fuck this. They're going to hire De Piano Lady, which is why my name is Lindsay Podcaster, because when I auditioned to be a podcaster, I said... Just try and not hire me. All things being equal, if you were like as good a piano player as Karina de Piano, and you and Karina de Piano go if and audition I for only. something, she's yeah. giving the job to Karina de Piano because of her name. Oh, she's not giving the job to de me. You know, she's giving it to de Piano. But what if my name was Lindsay de Keyboard or something? What if my was named Lindsay de like Tickle the Ivories? <laughs> no. The name would be Tickle de Ivories. I'm sorry, Karina okay. de Piano has no chance in hell against Tickle de Ivories. That's the worst drag queen name ever. Tickle de Ivories. Awful. Taylor Awful. would be like, Karina, Awful. I have to let you go. Awful. Have you met Tickle? Awful. <laughs> Not Tickle. Karina de Piano, piano. It's just funny when they put her name above her job which is piano on her website she even says she plays the piano but on her website i was reading her bio and i feel like this is the other reason i want to talk about her because it's not just that she's a nod that we're never going to mention again it's that she's well, worked she with is, but she's yeah. worked with troy savon miley cyrus fifth harmony dia nikki julia miles kesha alessia cara and none other than rita, rita ora yeah of course it all goes back to rita she's played the piano for rita ora when rita ora was promoting her song body on me when she great was doing song. the Body On Me tour. Chris Brown, not great, but that's a great song. It is. So every time she played that song on Ellen on Good Morning America, had a show in Chicago, because, you know, Rita Ora's tours, especially in 2015, were, like, pretty small. Didn't you pay, like, $7 I know, I attended to get the one? I, yeah, I attended it. I attended one for, like, $6. Yeah, it was great. This is the Karina DePiano, like, area. So uh -huh. you can see her perform uh -huh. with Rita Ora, like, uh -huh. in 2015. I need her to, I know she's like addressing I played the piano, but I need her to like really get address that more. It's not enough for me. She mm -hmm. needs to go in harder, you know? Tickle D. Ivories is like, I can't <laughs> stop thinking about it. Two rivals. Let's move on. Hi, VLT. Um, who is Tanner Ardell? Um, she's this country music girly and has a couple hundred thousand followers on TikTok. And I just saw this video from her today talking about a song called Suckle Bunny and then went to her profile to try and like hear the song and saw this thing where she was just this really long video where she's like explaining but not explaining why she can't release this song and it's it sounds like her, her team sold it to someone else they're trying to get it back or something but anyway there's this like now this she's trying to start a grassroots campaign to get the song back or something strange like that. Anyway, she's really cute, and um, what I can hear of the song, it sounds very catchy and like a that kind of like country um, trap like beat. Um, anyway, who is she, and what's the deal with this? <laughs> Why can't she put out this really good song? Um, thank you, grateful for Sharna. I can hear you listening to it. Buckle bunny slaps. Bunny. I'm a buckle bunny. 
not that this hasn't been done before, but it's giving like that beat was kind of trap. But she's doing like like wearing just a t-shirt, boots <laughs> up in my truck, 7-Eleven, drinking a cup. Like that. Oh, that's pretty good. Like that type of shit. No, li- literally. One of her songs is like, I'm the kind of girl that'll drink a PBR or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like, yeah, it's you like, are. yeah, you are. Ever seen a Malibu Barbie with a PBR? Come find my dazzled out corrals, ponied up at the bar. There's a lot of Nas in here in today's episode, but I think that's kind of fun. Oh, my God. God, people are really curious about these like one tweet wonders, you know? (laughs) But I find this girly kind of interesting because this is a classic TikTok thing or this is a classic like music narrative. I mean, look at right. And you have to be you really have to be sus about these things because, you know, now they're planted like Mm -hmm. people will go on and be like, I don't have a label when they have a label like they will (laughs) lie to you. I'm serious. Like, don't let a random girly be like give you a sob story about like not having a label at this point the labels are putting like planting people and you know like the labels have relationships with tiktok and tiktok though they maybe claim not to they can push the algorithm in Mm -hmm. any way they want they Mm -hmm. can make a song go viral like it's not more than making a song go viral they can make they can make Tanner Adele's explanation for why she is attempting for the song to go viral, go viral. Go and that's viral, what's happening right. here. And then you feel like you're helping an underdog, but what you're doing is you're playing into the big picture. You're feeding the, the you're plan feeding the all along. Yeah. You're feeding the beast. Feeding the beast, right. Feeding the monster. Feeding the beast. <laughs> so Tanner Adele is an up-and-coming country music star. I know this because I read a story on countrynow.com. She's popping off this summer. She's doing a lot of like the CMA Fest, the Windy City Smokeout, the Chippewa Valley Country Festival with people you've definitely heard of if you listen to country music, right? Okay, okay. Wait, and a buckle bunny is supposed to be like a country thing, like it's your belt buckle, right? Like you're yeah, like so a you're like a cowboy. A buckle bunny is sort of like a groupie, but for rodeos. For cowboys. Oh yeah, you have oh, the that's definition here. Very yeah. funny. It's that's like a groupie, really but good. for rodeos. That's a great yes. word. Unless in some way it's derogatory, which I don't want to know, but it's a, <laughs> it's it's liter it literary literary wise, like like lexicon wise, it's a nice word. So in this TikTok, which I will play a clip of, she's Uh-oh. saying that like. She has this great song, Buckle Bunny. She's put some clips of it on TikTok, but she can't release it. Like, she's releasing all these other singles on her Spotify and her YouTube, but they're not Buckle Bunny. So her fans are like, girly, where's Buckle Bunny? And she's like, I can't release Buckle Bunny because I made a bad deal. She's giving very vague details. She's like, a few months ago, I made a very bad deal where I basically signed this song away to someone else. She, She doesn't say this explicitly. She sort of alludes to this. And she's like, but I'm trying to get it back. I cannot say much about Buckle Bunny because I don't want to get in trouble. But long story short, I've been fighting to put this song out for months. I really think one of the only ways that we're gonna be able to put it out the way that I want to is gonna be me teasing it more and blowing it up more and more and more and more. And y'all, I have like 10 million views total for that song. You guys blew it up. And let me tell you, I was gonna release that shit. I was gonna release that shit hard, okay? I signed to a label at the beginning of the year, Christmas, I signed on Christmas, basically the beginning of the year because nobody works during Christmas. There was an opportunity for Buckle Bunny that I did not want to turn down and that opportunity has turned into something that has been out of my control. But people are confused because she's using it on her TikTok, but you don't, but like she can use it on her TikTok, but she gets none of the money or any of the credits for it. So it's like Basically. she can't officially, she doesn't want to release it officially until she has that back. Right. So I think what she's trying to do is say to them, 
you know, I, yes. I don't have the publishing to this song and I don't want to actually release it to be a big viral hit until whatever. So And she says, like, I signed a bad deal because, like, at the time I thought it was good. But the way that they can renege on this Curly's deal to sign a bad deal is yeah. if, if she, they want no, they love nothing more than signing a bad deal. If I mean, been there, sweetie. So, oh, yeah, no, same. <laughs> she's telling all of her followers to use the sound on her TikTok so that it will go viral on TikTok. So that the labels will have no choice but to release this song that has gone viral on TikTok. Because she knows that's her only way to get big, even if she doesn't get the money from the song necessarily. And you know what this is reminding me of? Mm. This is giving one thing by Amory. This is like almost exactly what happened. This is like the pre-TikTok yeah. version of this. When Amory made the song, anthem. they wanted to give this song to someone else, probably what, J-Lo or something. And then Amory was like, fuck that. This song was a smash. So she sent it to like DJs and was like, put this on the radio. Play and by the time it was on the radio, it was a yeah, hit. And then Hitch back. was like, we'll take it. And then they put it on Hitch. And then Not the label Hitch. got mad at Amory. Yeah. Yeah, she released the best song of all time because she knew it was the best song of all time. Well, now she's at a book club. And now she's got a book club. And now she's at a book club, which is a very good book club, actually. I want you to hear the um, the chorus to the song because I was like, okay, this girlie's got it. Just keep in mind, this is like a video filmed on an iPhone that's just like her on a boat with fishing rods. Okay, listen, that's the imagery you need to know to know what this like pun is. If you don't like the way he talks, if you don't like the way he acts, don't go handing over keys to your pink Cadillac, just like Papa told She's comparing a man to a fish. If you don't like the things you catch, throw them back. God. If you don't like the fish you catch, throw it back. Throw them back. And she's holding a fish and then she throws it back into the water. That's incredible. Well, I'm intrigued by what you said about this potentially being a publicity stunt. And now I'm sort of like, oh God, what if it is? (laughs) Now you're sus. Now I'm sus. I'm just saying like, stay vigilant. (laughs) Stay vigilant out there. Fortunately, she's got the songs to back it up. But you know that like, Country is in desperate need of a new girly because Maren Morris is too busy out here being an ally. She's not releasing music. We need need a country girly who's like releasing music and not just telling gay people that they matter. I respect it. I like it. You cannot get mad at Maren Morris. I'm not mad. Too busy being an ally to release music. I'm sorry. If Normani, like, you know. Don't bring up Normani. All gay, gay rights, would you still be like, where's the album? Yes, you would. Yes. 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 I think we have a lot of country girlies on the way. And I and I don't say that just because I got crunch crunched at the line dance tutorial the other night. Like, I just I, feel like I we need to go to the next one of those. So fun. We have a lot. I think I think uh, con- country culture is coming back around. Not that it went anywhere. It's still good. There's still a lot of good country music. But I think we're like it's 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 something's happening. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, next call. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. We've got your melatonin, you got your various things, but I've found that of all the things, a little bit of C B D, a little bit of C B distillery, that's getting me goes a long way. getting me conked right out <laughs> and and sleeping through the night. It really is. I love C B distillery. They have 
not all their products are for sleep. Some That's are for true. relaxation. But like, I love the sleep ones. They say, shh. Those gummies they sent us, I was in a chill vibe all day when I took two of those. They're good ass gummies. <laughs> They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? You said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm, 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity, and an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD. And I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over 2 million customers and a solid 100% money back guarantee cb distillery is the source to trust hooligans have a 20 percent discount to get you started visit cbdistillery.com and use code who who for 20 percent off that's cbdistillery.com code who cbdistillery.com springtime vibes are in the air and when i bring in some beautiful flowers that are blooming i want to smell them not the litter box and i can't thanks to pretty litter i'm gonna correct this ad because I didn't bring any flowers in, but you know what I did cook yesterday? A big pot of beans. It smelled delicious in my apartment. It smelled like all the yummy stuff I was cooking, and it didn't smell like cat poo-poo or cat pee-pee because I use Pretty Litter. You're saying springtime vibes are in the air, and when I cook a big pot of beans, <laughs> I'd rather I want to smell them, yes. not the litter box. I'd rather okay, smell beans great. than flour. I'm trying to personalize I don't think it. Pretty Litter would mind you correcting their intro with your own personal endorsement, which is yes. that you want to smell your beans. Yes. Delicious, fragrant beans with bay leaves and garlic and onion. This is all to say that nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra-absorbent, it's lightweight, it's low-dust, and one six-pound bag works for up to a month. So I know that when people come over to my apartment, they're going to be smelling whatever I'm cooking, whatever's in the air, you know, like whatever candle I lit. They're not going to smell what's in the litter box because it soaks it all up. Plus, the crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like UTIs, kidney issues, and more. So when the colors change, you can tell your vet what happened so they know what to look for. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have kitty litter bags taking up a lot of space in my little apartment. Go to prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. That's prettylitter.com slash who to save 20% on your first order and get a free cat toy. Prettylitter.com slash who. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Uh, it's Carla, long time, long time calling. I was just looking at the uh, Vogue pictures of Beanie Feldstein's wedding, and it's a who's who. And I was hoping you could talk a little bit about the guest list and also explain to me why Adam Levine was there. Thanks so much. Crunch, crunch. Bye. Okay, before we get into the wedding, I can very quickly explain to you why Adam Levine was there. It's a little sad. Beanie and Jonah's older brother, Jordan, who died a few years ago, was a music manager, and he was the longtime music manager for Maroon 5. So it's like very, that's very easy. Like that one is, that's why they're family friends. Well, it's even bigger than that. It's that I think the reason that he was the music manager for Adam Levine is because Adam Levine's mom and Jonah Hill, Beanie Feldstein, Jordan's mom, have been friends for a really, oh, really? long time. That's funny. They were friends since they were teens. Was... 
he was their music manager because when he died, which was really sad, that was one of the things that kind of people he worked in the in the industry. Honestly, the most like Jewish thing remaining about Adam Levine is his friendships with the Feldsteins. I will, <laughs> <laughs> if I had to say that. The other interesting thing about this wedding is that for me, because I'm a Jonah Hill stan, is that Jonah Hill wasn't there because he like literally had a baby the same. Week, the day, weekend, time, week, like with that at the same, essentially the same time. At the same time as yeah. the wedding, which is so crazy because no one even knew that Jonah Hill was like pregnant, but the Daily Mail spotted his girlfriend like with a baby bump, so they were like, Jonah Hill is having a baby, and then yeah, like no one Olivia. cared because like it just so happened that on this weekend she gave birth, yeah, and he has a baby. Like he had just been engaged to a different woman who that he dated for a long time, and then all of a sudden that ended, and he was with a new girl, and she got pregnant. And I think mm-hmm. that was kind of like faster than fastish. It's worth pointing out. You wrote this in the doc. I'm sure this was you and not Timmy. That like yeah, Bella Thorne gets got all this attention for being a serial engager when she's not even a serial engager, and Jonah Hill got like zero coverage for being he's like a serial engager. a guy who's constantly proposing to women <laughs> he's been engaged twice before and now i'm assuming will be engaged again once yeah like if he you know so i just yes like i guess who cares his girlfriend owns a vintage online vintage store with her older sister yes and that's it and they have a kid now and that's why he wasn't in but i did think it was interesting that he wasn't even mentioned in the article as not having been there it's one thing to be like and Jonah Hill wasn't there, and they'd have to say that he had a kid, so they like didn't want to say it at all. So they That's just didn't even why. mention that yep. he wasn't there. That's but what it was I just said. like he like it's so crazy to be like he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. They got married at a summer camp. Beanie Feldstein and Bonnie Chance Roberts, whom we've talked about before. But Beanie the guest Bonnie. list, Beanie Bonnie. But the guest list is why people called in. My favorite thing about this guest list, we got a lot of people calling in. Someone was like, "Who is Caitlin Dever?" <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, Are I you can't kidding? even begin with this." Get out why of was here. Ben Platt there? Why was Noah Galvin there? Why are Sarah Paulson and Holland Taylor there? The questions that people asked. What I love about this, all of them have very easy answers. It wasn't just Adam Levine. It was like, "Why is Mary Lou Henner there, strutting her stuff?" According to a caption. Because her kids are friends with Beanie. It's all like old family friend stuff. It's like, but it's because like the Feldsteins are from LA. Like they're an mm -hmm. LA, they're like LA kids, right? They're like an entertainmenty LA family, right? Wasn't wasn't the aren't the Jonah the Feldstein father was like a tour accountant for Guns N' Roses? Duh. Yes. Peter Gallagher's daughter Mm -hmm. obviously probably grew up in LA with them. The bo- there you had the bookmark people. Obviously, Sarah Paulson and Holland Taylor are there because they're lesbians. Come mm-hmm. on, <laughs> like, they're lesbians who have also like worked with Beanie Feldstein before. Yes. You know, like yes. Sarah Paulson was in the wedding, part of the bridal party. You know, the the person mm-hmm. who was not there, who did raise my eyebrow, was there was a photo <laughs> yeah. that they photo that they that they put in this Vogue spread that was like. Beanie and Noah and Ben Platt, Noah Galvin and Ben Platt, an engaged couple, and like Caitlin Dever and other people who were in Booksmart, and she captioned it a Booksmart cuddle puddle. And I was like, where was Olivia Wilde? Where's Olivia? Olivia Wilde went to Colton Underwood's wedding and not Beanie Feldstein's. I agree. It's so sus that Olivia wasn't there. That is the most eyes emoji thing about this wedding. You're going to get the press of like an embarrassing people magazine exclusive about Colton Underwood's wedding but you're not going to go to like the gay wedding that gets like the Vogue beautiful photos with like your former cast they must just not like her like there's no other explanation for this like this is the press that you want for showing up to a wedding 
this is grace. This is beauty and grace. This isn't like we got our tequila from like tequilafactory.com and like, you know, yeah. like we, yeah. I mean, they did do a little bit of that. But they like, did a little bit like of that. that. <laughs> they did a little bit of that. Little I got that. my custom embroidered tux from like whatever, like Carol's Tuxes. My dear friend who lives in like, Not my dear Carol's. friend who lives in Ojai that like my family is like, it's like everything has a reason. Well, theirs was like. There, did you see that, like, the tablecloths were all custom embroidered with the couple's favorite James Taylor, Joni Mitchell, and Beatles lyrics. They also mm-hmm. had images of their dogs, their childhood stuffies, restaurants they love, symbols of their homes, tiny touches of their lives. Everywhere. They yeah. gave the theme of their wedding was love letters to their friends. Mm-hmm. So they, mm-hmm. like, put little tchotchkes everywhere. This wedding looks fun. If I'm picking a gay wedding to go to for Pride, Happy Pride, I'm it's going not to this Colton one, Underwood's not wedding. <laughs> yeah, fair. Although, if I had to go to Colton Wonderwood's wedding, I'd probably have a good time. That's the thing. Like, I, I'm being an asshole about these, but, like, uh, weddings are fun. That's the thing. Even the worst weddings are I fun. I know. That's what am I saying? No weddings. to a wedding? No. <laughs> right. Ever. Never. No. You say yes and you complain about it. And then you go and then you have an okay time. That's fine. You say yes and then you complain about it? <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, I can't believe you have to go to all the way to fucking, like, fill in the blank. And then you oh, go, and then you, and then you, and like, you have an amazing time. Yeah. Yeah. I had a good time. I saw my friends. But Olivia Wilde not being there, I'm surprised that I haven't seen more about that. That, to me, says it's us. so much. It it's says us. so much about it's whatever us. you want it to say. It's a Rorschach test. Because look how good Marilou Henner looks, you know? Wait. A week before the wedding, Olivia Wilde paid a tribute to Booksmart. She knew what was coming. She knew what was coming. Her people said, there's going to be a Booksmart reunion and you're not going to be invited. <laughs> That's <gasps> literally what happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> she Sorry, posted. I'm gagged. It really is. There's a bit of a gag here. Olivia Wilde is throwing it back as she celebrates a big movie milestone. On Wednesday, the director-actress marked the four-year anniversary of Booksmart. In her Instagram post, she shared photos of the set, and she said four years since we released Booksmart, which means they'd be graduating college now, and I really hope they go out and party because they're smart and fun, damn it. Um, All love in the world for this family. Without you. They partied without you, girly. They partied without you. Olivia Wilde. That is the yikesiest yikes that's ever yikes yikesed. Olivia Wilde. Am I, am I right? Just yeah. She's a real character. <laughs> got my new chair. I'm trying to get comfortable. I think I'm comfortable. Is this the kneeling chair? Yeah, I got one of these kneeling chairs. I can't quite tell. Is what that a who are them? A kneeling chair? Is that a who are them? It's kind of a who. Mm-hmm. Because people are like, oh, I know that, but then they're like, they when they see one in person, they're like, whoa, how does that work? And you're like. Oh. It's giving Instagram ads. Like, when I scroll through Instagram, it's like, you need one of these? And I'm like, ugh, do I? <laughs> it's good for your back, but I'm trying to – I think I have to sit a certain way so my ass doesn't get, like, mm-hmm. like hurt. Mm-hmm. I think you have to lean on your knees. I think you have to push – I mean, someone tell me. I think you have to lean on your knees kind of so that you're kind of elevated so that mm-hmm. you're not – you don't want to be sitting because mm-hmm. that's the whole point. You want to sit. Yeah. Sorry. Call in with your comments about kneeling chairs. Lindsay could use your Well, tips. it's like I always have like a wellness. Like when I was talking about the toe separators on Patreon, I always have like a wellness item I'm trying out during the podcast. You say, no, no, seriously, it's great. No, it's really cool. No, I haven't used them since. I'm going to go to your apartment. Yeah, no, dude, sit in it. It's really cool. No, I love this thing. It's really cool. I'll never see it again. You'll sell it on Facebook Marketplace in two weeks. Listen, it's just so much less ugly than any other chair. So if it works, if it can work for you, then you got to make it work. Yeah. And also true. fits under the desk. Like these gaming chairs, oh, they make your apartment so ugly. No offense. I know you shut yours behind a door. They're so ugly. When I see your gaming chair out in the open. 
don't have a gaming chair. When I see your gaming chairs out in the open, I'm like, they're not. I don't have a gaming chair. I you game do. on all, a chair, but it's an office chair. Yeah, they're so all, all office chairs are ugly. There's never been one good office chair, good looking office chair, and you will not, you cannot tell me otherwise. I've never seen a good one ever. I bought my office chair. It's like a nice office chair that I bought for like twenty five dollars from my friend whose company went out of business in like in Manhattan and was like, Boy. "We're selling all these nice office chairs. You just have to come pick it up." And I got like a big Uber like years ago, and I like put it in the back seat, and I was like, "Here's twenty bucks, and I have this great office chair, my black one." Oh, I don't doubt that it's great, and I don't doubt that it's comfortable, and I don't doubt that it's good for your body. But I do say that all office chairs are ugly, and you and I don't care who made it, Herman Miller ass. I just think they're all ugly. At least I can sit in my chair without asking my podcast listeners how to sit in it. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to figure this out because it's the least ugly chair I've ever seen in my life. Okay? So I'm going to figure out how to sit in it correctly. I think I did it. I, I alleviated my the ass pressure. So now I'm kind of sitting upward. I'm sorry. I rarely sit. I sit for like th- two hours a day, you know, yeah. if that. I mean, I sit more than that, but I mean, on an office, in an office, at a chair. One of the only, like, design imperatives with regards to chairs is that they be intuitive. (laughs) You should know how to sit in it. (laughs) Okay, wow. Now you're, like, fucking dragging my new chair. You were like, "Mm, I'm curious about it, and now you're just dragging it. I'm curious. Okay. Oh, my throat. This smog or this... (laughs) Ugh. (laughs) Do you need some water? No, I've been I've been like pounding all this water and this coffee. Oh um, okay, next call. Us. We're a wreck <clears throat> over here. Oh, feel pity. Okay, here we go. Hi, weekly. Long time, long time. Um, extremely thrilling news for me that Olivia Thrilby and Elliot Page like were each other's like like sexual awakenings, which is like really beautiful. I saw that headline, and, like, someone tried to, like, did she consider, like, Olivia consent to this? But, like, I feel like this is entirely, like, really good timing. Like, if you read the – so this, like, story comes from Elliot Page's new um, memoir, and he talks about their relationship and, like, this, like, being a very pivotal point. Both of them were in the closet at the time of filming Juno. They, like, had this, like, very sweet – it's uh, some very like sweet like teenage whatever playing like as they were like dating and like the chemistry is like so probable in the movie it fucking just makes so much sense but then I was like wow what has Olivia been up to since she is an Oppenheimer and I feel like that's like like LA Page like obviously was like very much the breakout of Juno but like I love that like now Olivia is like in this movie that's like obviously going to be huge I am very sleepy, but I needed to share that and like just I had a mild conspiracy theory thought about the PR dynamics of Hollywood. Alright. Good night. Brunch gunch. I think we're actually gonna talk about Elliot Page's memoir Page Boy on the Patreon once we both read it. But like Lindsay was saying to me, <laughs> it's getting really gossy coverage. It's like more gossy than I could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Elliot really like spilled the tea in this book. I really, I mean, I don't think that he really had to because it's a book about kind of coming. There's enough content there, but mm-hmm. he's like giving, he's giving all he got, you know. But it looks like, especially like with the Olivia Thurlby stuff, because the stories that were getting aggregated were like Elliot Page had sex with 
Juno co-star Olivia Thirlby all the time while filming. And it's like, the, the, the headlines are making it seem like a little more scandalous than it is because the excerpt is still, when you read it, this like, it's about his like personal journey. So it's still gossipy that two of the co-stars in Juno that were played best friends were fucking the entire time. Yeah, every single, all the time, all the time. Okay, so I would say that that's a pretty accurate pull quote. <laughs> no, it's an accurate pull quote, but... What I'm saying is it's still sort of like when you read the full thing, you see that it's still sort of about like my personal journey sure, in sure. a broader way. You know, like it doesn't really seem like in context that it's scandalous. But also Elliot Page is like outing like Kate Mara's like open relationship, open marriage or whatever. Open relationship with uh, who? Who was it? With Max, Max Minghella. I was fucking Kate Mara while Kate Mara was still with Max Minghella, Nepo yeah. baby son of yeah. Anthony Minghella. Who was just with Ella... Um... Fanning. Who's just with Elle Fanning? Yeah, I think they're... St- aren't they still Elle. together? Max Mingella and Elle Fanning? They, I thought they very weren't. Weird. I thought they weren't. I find Max Mingella very, very weird. He's good on um, um, house, ha- Housewives. Housewives? Of, oh. No. Um, that show where the women are trapped. Hulu went on too long. Elizabeth Moss. The Handmaid's Tale? Handmaid's the Tale. show about the, where women are trapped. <laughs> He's good on the handmaids and handmaids tale. I only watched the Go first ahead. season of that, and I was like, never again. Yeah, it's torture. I don't know. I just feel like Elliot Page's self acceptance journey. Great, we love that. It's Pride Month, but also like within the pages, you're getting like really interesting, like sexy stories about like Elliot Page fucking everyone in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You don't really have to get permission for stuff like this, but I feel like it's a courtesy. I find it hard to believe that these people didn't see this coming and that they probably said, go for it. Yeah, I'm sure. When's the last time Kate Mara was interesting? When's the last time anyone said the name Olivia Thirlby? You know, like, I'm sure they are so into this. He's getting the articles, where is Olivia Thirlby? Like, is she still acting? And she is, but just not, like, on the level of the promise of what Juno kind of set them up for. She's definitely, like, a working actress. And Kate Mara, who I would say is one of those, like, prestige but still kind of under-the-radar people, weirdly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who's being outshadowed by, in terms of prestige... And the radar being overshadowed by her sister, you know, like you think so. I think that Rooney has a little more cultural cachet than Kate. I think Kate's well, a she little... is Joaquin's girlfriend, also. But yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, Kate really just gives like brunette white woman. Like Rooney gives yeah. like painting that came to life. <laughs> you know, like Rooney oh, gives like on. I'm a little worried. <laughs> but I mean, I love them both. I really liked that. I mean, I. It got a little to be a little much, but the show she did where she was like the teacher fucking the student. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I liked that. And if you're wondering what Olivia Thirlby is up to, she's in one of the biggest movies of the summer. Right, I was going to say. She's in Oppenheimer. No, she's in stuff, but it's just one of those things where the... It sucks because it was more like the hype of that of Juno was so big and Mm -hmm. actually Elliot Page blew up in Mm -hmm. a way. So like... Uh, where's Olivia Thirlby is going to be a question that she's going to get. But it's like, no, I've just been doing what you would normally do after being in a movie. <laughs> it's like yeah. be in more movies, but not yes. be like a star, you know? That's a good way of it. Just, it. it shows how good that movie was and how good she was in it, I think is maybe the point. Yeah. Um, but Elliot Page definitely is a them, right? Yeah. For sure. And it seems like this this memoir is getting a ton of attention. So Elliot Page, soon to be New York Times bestselling author them as well. But um, I, guess, I think we're going to talk about this in the Patreon because I really want to read the whole thing. We're going to talk about this in the Patreon in like a week. So 
If you want to subscribe, subscribe. If not, whatever. Let's move on to the next call. We got another gnaw. We got another gnaw on the horn. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay Bobby to me. We need to talk about how S.G. Lewis's girlfriend makes the same scrunchy face in every photo. Um, I thought maybe something was going on with her face, but it turns out it, she just does that in every photo. Talk about it, please. Thank you. Okay, I don't want to... I don't want to focus on this, no offense, random woman who is dating S.G. Lewis, who works for Brightland, that olive oil company. Um, this is giving even more than a naw. This is like private citizenship I, right here. This is private. Does she make the same scrunchy face in every photo? Yeah, I think you're, you. she does. Why are but, you calling about this? You're, I didn't realize. I was sort of like, wait, why does the name S.G. Lewis ring a bell? I want to talk about her boyfriend, who is an actual who. Right? I think not even enough. He's an actual Well, he's who. like a disciple of um, Calvin Cook, Harris. Calvin Harris. But it's Calvin Harris, not A.G. Yeah. Cook. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's like giving him too much credit. Yeah. He's like yeah. a white, blonde, British guy who does production, and it's like very Calvin Harris, and then is mm-hmm. like kind of spinning it off into being like his own identity thing. But it's not that I don't like some of his stuff. I do, but it's a little I bit do. boring. Like, it's boring. It's the, the, the wizard behind the curtain is a little boring. The way we write about up-and-coming, like producers pop acts that are underground Mm -hmm. people always say it sounds like the future always that's like a parlance that like is kind of overused it's like he's the future mean it sounds like the future it's coming it's i think i used it i think i used it in that profile i wrote of charlie xcx it's like what does that even mean but when you listen to him it just really sounds like the present and i don't mean that in a bad way i just think Mm. he sounds like Mm. music sounds now and I think that that's why he's really successful. Like, he sounds like Dua Lipa because he produced stuff for Dua Lipa. He sounds like... It just... It's like, this is a guy who started by, like, speeding up a Whitney Houston song and adding, like, a fun moment and then making it 30 <laughs> minutes long or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's always, like, the beginning of this. And they're great and they're fun and, like, those are gr- Spe- whatever. But speeding then... Speeding up a Whitney Houston song and making it 30 minutes. <laughs> You know, and that's how you get yourself on to, to produce Hallucinate or, mm-hmm. you know, Hot and Heavy, Jesse Ware or, you know, whatever. So, like, I get why people are excited, like, but I just I see him and I'm like the Calvin Harris School of Hard Knocks. You know, mm-hmm. it's <laughs> very much that for me. Yes. He was also featured on maybe what was the worst song on that Elton John lockdown album. <laughs> Awful. And, you know, what's funny is the real reveal, the real gag is. S.G. Lewis stands for Samuel George Lewis, in case you're wondering, like, is it fun? Is it funky? No. no. It's as stuffy as stuffy can be. It's giving Sam George Lewis. That's it. That's it. <laughs> How do I turn this boring-ass name into something vaguely interesting? Let's acronymize SG. it. Meanwhile, A.G. Cook. What's that, guy? What's that guy's real name? <laughs> do you want... Like, can you guess? I don't Andrew know. Andrew George Cook? <laughs> um, actually, it's definitely more interesting than S.G. Lewis. What Alexander, middle name is actually very English. He's English. Middle name is is uh-huh. cool English. Think of a cool uh-huh. English, a cool English name that starts with G. Cool. What do you mean? I don't even think of that. Guy. Gregory. A guy. guy. Alexander Guy Cook. I shouldn't. We shouldn't even compare them. They just have both have initials and last yeah, names. Yeah, that's what I thought British. of him. He sounds like Calvin but Harris. You're right. He does. He. I just. That's what it really reminds me of. And the main reason that I wanted to leave this in instead of skipping, which I would have skipped. Had we not discovered that 
SG Cook is one of Timmy's favorite DJs, producers. LOL. I'm obsessed. Am I surprised? Am I shocked? No. Photo. Timmy went up to this guy at what looks like a show and asked for a photo, and SG said yes, and there's a photo of Timmy and SG. Of course there is. So I guess we stand SG for being kind Timmy's to Timmy. Timmy's favorite artist. Timmy's favorite artist? He said, this is my favorite song. <laughs> Classic to me. I do love that you dragged him by saying his music sounds like the present. I saw this story on Rolling Stone that said S.G. Lewis is predicting the future of pop. And I was like, it sounds like now. And also, future nostalgia doesn't sound like the future. It sounds like the past. I get why. Like, that's like that's what the whole thing, that's what we're living in now is like, none of this sounds like the future. It sounds like the present and it sounds like the past. And that's fine. Do you know what sounds like the future? What? Hold on. This is what sounds like the future. Baby Gronk just stole Livy from the drip. No, 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 no. Baby Gronk rizzed up Livy and they started dating. They are so in love. No. Got Livy's name tattooed on his arm. Is Baby Gronk the new drip king or is Livy just using him for clout? I love my Helix mattress. I love my Helix pillow. What else is there to say about Helix? I freaking love it. What when I sleep on other beds, what is there I else get to mad. say is that I come back to my bed and I'm like, this is the bed. This is the bed. And it's honestly spoiled me for other beds. And I don't like traveling sometimes because I'm like, this is not my bed. Where's my bed? I want I've my made bed. It, I've made it's it's my special bed. It's my special mattress because it is a mattress that is made for my body. Mm-hmm. I took the Helix quiz. It told me which Helix mattress to get. And that's the one I got. And that's the one that I love. And that's yes. the one that I will not stop mm-hmm. using because it's the best mattress I've ever slept on. Mm-hmm. The mattress is so good that when we got it, my cat Winston became obsessed with it. And now he's on it all the time. And I'm no like, way. you have to move because no I way. need to sleep on the bed. It's my bed. It's not your bed. Wow. He's obsessed with it. It's wow. irritating, actually. Wow. He likes okay. the Helix Rude. so much. So rude. Everybody is unique, and I mean everybody, two words, because everyone sleeps differently. Their bodies are different. And that's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific seat positions and feel preferences. I'm a side sleeper slash stomach sleeper. Some people are back sleepers. Some people are exclusively side sleepers. There's a Helix mattress for all of you. Not only is the Helix the best mattress I've ever slept on, it, the setup was fast and easy. Their mattresses are delivered in a box and straight to your door. You just open it up and it like kind of like blows back up at a, after it comes out of the plastic and you put it on your bed and it's amazing. Plus, Helix mattresses all come with a 10 or 15 year warranty depending on the model. And if you don't want to take our word for it, Helix has been awarded the number one mattress picked by GQ and Wired Magazine. It's even recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Helix is offering up to 30% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash who. That's helixsleep.com slash who. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hi, Who Weekly. Is Baby Gronk the new Drift King, or is he just getting rizzed up by Livy? Please help me. My family is dying. Grunch, grunch. I was, like, falling into hysterics watching all of these. My family is dying. Is Baby Gronk the new Drip King or is he just getting rizzed up by Livy? Is Baby Gronk the new Drip King or is he just getting rizzed up by Livy? Is Baby Gronk the new Drip King or is Livy just using him for clout? Stop. (laughs) Stop. What's annoying about this is that it's absurd, like a Tim and Eric sketch, like I think you should leave. Right. But it's also real and there are real 
what's annoying is that yes. it's funny. It's as yes. funny as it sounds, but it's about real people. Like it's not fake. This like these aren't fake names. It's an absurdist take on a real situation, and it's presented in an absurdist way that also mimics the way people do behave actually on TikTok. Is Baby Gronk the new drip king or is he getting rizzed up by Livy is like about real things. The whole thing is uncanny valley piled on uncanny valley piled on uncanny valley to the point that like when I was watching all these videos over and over again on this person hoopifies TikTok and like in tears on the couch Josh was like patiently listening for like many many minutes as I was watching them over and over again and finally he goes okay what are you watching and he came and like I showed him one of the videos and he was like was that real and I don't know how to answer that question was that real I was like yes and no it's real but that well, that's what's annoying is like it's it's not earnest but it is real like the person making this video knows that they're doing a bit but like it is a real information there mm-hmm. is a baby Gronk and he did get rizzed up by Livy does he actually think that Livy is dating baby Gronk no because baby Gronk is a child He's and is not dating Livy of course yeah. they're not dating But he's presenting these stories in the way that, like, crazy TikTok stories are presented. But, like, here's the thing. Baby Gronk is, like, a 10-year-old Instagram famous, like, football wannabe whose, like, dad clearly is, like, doing some stuff on social with his son. It's, like, a little bit weird. Mm -hmm. But Baby Gronk went to... I hate this. Went to LSU to like mm-hmm. visit the campus, and Livy is this woman named Olivia Dunn, who is a who's college a student here, who's a very famous gymnast who's also popular on TikTok and Instagram or whatever because she's also like a like a she's bikini an adult. model, and she's an but adult. she's also like this big. She's actually like a big like I was I went to her Instagram and my friend who loves gymnastics follows her, so I'm like oh she's actually right. like a competing gymnast. Mm-hmm. So she did like obviously what is a fake video with Baby Gronk, which did you wait, hold on? This video is called Livy Dunn knows I got Riz. Riz stands for charisma. In case you're you know <sighs> over that. thirty That's years what old. It stands for. <laughs> I'm going to play the clip because this is the video that Hoopify, who is the lacrosse, the college lacrosse player who is not famous and has like a vaguely, vaguely, not even that popular TikTok, but these TikToks in which he covers Baby Gronk and Liv went viral. He took this video and turned it into Are They Dating? And this is the original video. Hey, are you that kid from the internet? Yeah, I'm Baby Gronk. I'm Liv. Nice to meet you. What are you doing at LSU? I'm a player. You have to come here. It's awesome. I probably will. You're so cute. Okay, I hate this because Liv is giving, like, Meryl Streep and Baby Gronk is not even trying. <laughs> I know he's 10, but he's not even trying yeah, yeah, to no. read the script that his daddy wrote for him. Like, Livy, Liv is, like, whatever she's getting paid for this, she's she's doing putting in all the work. Livy Dunn knows I got Riz is how Baby Gronk captioned that video. And one of the top comments on YouTube is, bro, that's not Riz. Y'all are having a normal conversation, which is <laughs> which is true. But I don't really want to talk about the 10-year-old. He has no Riz, but he's, he's 10, 10, so it's fine. It's like, that's okay. fine. You don't need right. Riz when you're 10. Be a 10-year-old. The one thing I don't really know is, like, I don't really know anything about the Drip King. I did read a little bit about Drip I did, like, get into that, but I was like, I don't need to know this. No. I mean, the best story on this is on Defector. Baby Gronk just stole Livy from the Drip King. Then somebody tweeted a photo of Baby Gronk wish- wishing his mother a happy Mother's Day. And Baby Gronk's mother is like Jimbo <laughs> from Drag Race, if that makes any sense to anyone. She's top heavy. She's giving Katie Price. She's giving Cock Destroyers. I don't know how else to say this. Her boobs it's are cock huge. cock Destroyers. 
thank you. And so we've got baby Gronk next to his gorgeous mother. And it the person, the person tweeted, uh, <laughs> seeing baby Gronk's mom, I'm more and more certain he's Paul Atreides. This woman is our version of Bene Gesserit, which is like. <laughs> I the Bene Gesserit, Lindsay. Oh. <laughs> Not us still I'm... talking about Dune. <laughs> Okay, but like obviously it's been a while since I've seen Dune because I can't pronounce that anymore. I could at one point. It's giving downtown Arrakis. <laughs> it's giving downtown Arrakis. Do you think that Baby Gronk is Paul Atreides? Atreides. 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 Do you think that? If he were, Zendaya would be in trouble. <laughs> like, <laughs> they'd be in trouble if Baby Gronk were Paul Atreides. For sure. Right. Baby Gronk's real name, which is even funnier than Baby Gronk, is Madden. As in like... Madden football like baby Gronk was already given kind of the little nick the nickname the the football promising nickname and then became baby Gronk it's one of the more like alarming things about this it's like especially when you like know how much the father has tried to be famous because like the father was an aspiring rapper at some point like knowing that he named the kid Madden with the intention of making him a football star is like a little weird but okay no, Baby Gronk's father is definitely our age, and he definitely should be going to jail, and that's how I feel. <laughs> I want to play a couple more of these videos because they are really nuts. Remember remember when I, um, was that Sunday night? When I had, like, the cold brew martini, and then, like, 45 minutes later, I was like, why do I feel insane? And you were like, because it was at 1030, and you were like, because you had a cold brew because martini, and it's late. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's why I feel insane. <laughs> You're like, I just feel so crazy. Like, I feel, like, tired, but also not. And I just feel, like, full, but I also feel not. Like, it almost like I had a lot of caffeine, and I was like, what is wrong with you? I was, like, writhing around in my chair at dinner, and I was like, why do I feel nuts? And you put the pieces together, and I was an idiot. Yeah, I'm a real genius. You had a, you had a drink with cold brew only 30 minutes earlier. <laughs> okay, listen to this. Listen this. Baby Gronk may have just found his rival. Livy Dunn's boyfriend, Baby Gronk, is the number one college football prospect in the country. But his number one spot was just challenged by his new enemy, Baby Diggs. It's a parade inside my city, yeah! Baby Diggs is an elite player who plays both wide receiver and quarterback. He is currently the number one football player in the class of 2030 in New York. He also called out Baby Gronk to 1v1 him. Baby Gronk, I'm calling you out 1v1. Who do you think would win in a 1v1? Baby Gronk or Baby Diggs? Is he an actual infant? I'm literally losing it. This is the most recent one that he posted when we were recording. Listen. Baby Gronk cheated on Livy Dunn. Baby Gronk, aka the new Riz King, is the number one college football prospect in the country and was committed to LSU. But recently, he's been seen on recruiting visits all across the nation. He's even met with Nick Saban and Deion Sanders. Livy is not happy about this. She might even get back together with the Drip King. Do you think Livy will stay with Baby Gronk or get back with the Drip King? I can't. He's 10. I can't. I. These are so, like now, now see, it's, he's leaning in, like, I, this is, I think you should leave. He's leaning in to this now. It really is. I think you should leave for sure. For it's sure. It's so funny. No, it's so funny. It's so funny. I'm, I'm dying. It's funny. Okay. Let's, let's play some rapid fires. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, Timmy. Long time, long time. Um, last week I was on a, uh, like an afternoon flight from JFK to LAX. And I was sitting in Delta One. I had gotten an upgrade. And directly, like, across the aisle, one seat ahead of mine um, was Ron Howard, the director. And uh, I was able to see what he was watching the whole time because, I, like, from my viewpoint, I could see his screen. 
And before the plane even took off, he had put on the movie Do the Right Thing. Um, he watched that entire thing while doing nothing else. Like, he wasn't on his phone, nothing. He was just watching the movie. And then when that ended, um, he took a little bit of a break. I think maybe when they, like, gave us our food or something. And then he put on that French movie, Amelie, um, and was watching that while he was, like, working on a script for something. He was doing, like, revisions to uh, a script. Um and I thought it was funny that he was he he found the movies by going to the like critically acclaimed section on Delta's uh, in-app streaming service menus. Um, so he I was kind of hoping he would watch something that was like funny and stupid, but no, he he was on that plane to watch some critically acclaimed movies. Um, so yeah, I thought it was just funny to see what this like highly acclaimed director was uh, was was watching on the flight. Um, and I wanted to know, is Ron Howard a who or a them? Uh, all right, me in Delta One. Crunch, crunch. That's so funny that he was going to critically acclaimed. It's giving intro to narrative film. It's giving freshman level intro to narrative wow, film. Wow, 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 wow. It's giving like posters in your dorm room. Amelie and Do the Right Thing. Yeah, what did he is. watch next, you know? Ron Howard, who are them? We've talked about him. I I think this is very obvious, but I want to confirm. One, two, three, them. them. Yeah, of course. Yes. Do the Right Thing and Amelie are both thems, right? Duh. For sure. For sure. Okay. What did you watch on the plane? Um, no, what did I watch? I told you, didn't I? The Color Purple. Uh-huh. And um, on the way back, I watched Tar, which... <laughs> <laughs> which you said still slaps which i wanted to know if it it was like science first of all it was mm-hmm. the exact right length for the flight so i was like mm-hmm. slay that's awesome and i wanted to know if it still slapped on a small screen with my earbuds and you know what it was it was great it was still fantastic mm-hmm. it really did still hold up even though i was like you know using my phone a little a little distracted <laughs> like da 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 mm-hmm she would have gotten so mad at you. <laughs> she would have gotten so mad at I you. I know. I know. Well, luckily, she didn't make that movie. Mm-hmm. I only watched Logan Lucky, which is a great plane movie. Almost watched Darren Brockovich, so and then I did Logan Lucky. That's the mo- Well, that would be the most plane movie. Yeah. Steven Soderbergh makes good plane movies. Okay. Two, two more rapid fires. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, I just discovered that um, Jillian Anderson has her own line of healthy soda called G-Spot. Um, is she a who or a them? Crunch, crunch. What? <laughs> Jillian Anderson launches a soft drink brand called G-Spot. You didn't hear about what? this? What? Oh, because of sex education. Yes, yes. Jillian Anderson wants us to find her G-Spot, a new wave of functional drinks promised to boost your mood, brain power, and energy. Do they work? Mm -hmm. I'm guessing no. I'm guessing the answer is a pretty resounding no. (laughs) They're sold in the UK, and they have, like, you know, the normal Gatorade shit in them. And then they have, Mm -hmm. like, cordyceps and, like, ginger and lemon and Did you say cordyceps? Cordyceps. Oh. The the mushrooms that take over your brain, like, in The Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know? That's what I but thought the, you were but saying. Not the, like, but not those ones. The, oh, like, the ones the, that are like fine for now. For now. Not the murderous ones. Okay. And then they have neutral. I know sugar and caffeine are not good for me, but I haven't found an alternative that has the same effect. And although I love the idea of flavored water, I don't really like the taste of what's out there. So I thought, what if I'm looking for it doesn't exist? Not true. Why don't I make it? Something that tastes great, but is natural, hydrating, and full of goodness. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. 
does she have dual citizenship? Like, I think people often forget that Gillian Anderson is an American He's woman. He's British. <laughs> oh, she's American? Yeah. Are you sure? Oh, she's American British. That's the thing. I always okay. Yeah, because she's from this Chicago. This is always what's confusing. She's like a Chicago woman. You know, Chicago. <laughs> Chicago. She's a woman. she's a Chicagoan. You know, she's American British because she's been living in the UK for twenty years. But this is like an American woman. No, this is always what people get confused of. They're like, is she British or is she American? It's like, I don't really know. She's American <laughs> because she also was just on The Crown, remember? So she's like really leaning into like her British projects. Yeah, and I find that weird. Same. I find it a little weird. When she speaks normally, she speaks with an American accent because every time she like wins an award and she accepts with an American accent, the British people are like, hold on, hold the phone. <laughs> like, wait, what are you talking about? We gave right. this to people you? Confused. I know. We yes. keep getting confused. She keeps confusing us. She's a mm-hmm. real, even though her most iconic role was an American for years and years and years and years. I know, I know. So I don't really know. I know, I know, I know. But is Julian Anderson a who were them? One, two, three, them. Them? Yeah. Okay. I mean, will I drink this G-Spot soda? I love this garbage. No. I'll keep drinking that garbage. I love like every sort of like oh, probiotic bullshit. I know. I know. Olipop, I'm literally always drinking looking it. for a new drink. I know. But that I'm other kind of fizzy one with back. probiotics? Drinking but, it. But like I've kind of reverted back to Gatorade because I feel like it's – I want like electrolytes and that's the most like effective aside from like, oh, I'm going to get like a really expensive coconut water or like whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gatorade is like – the most effective, simple. These have electrolytes. Like I, obviously, it has the calories. It has the electrolytes that I need right now. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna go for it. As opposed to like trying a new drink. Maybe I, I hate it. Gut. Who knows what's in it? Yeah. I want the gut health. They really, they recently. There's a new brand of like kombucha that's in a, that's in like a 16 ounce can that I really like. I love that. I sent you a photo of that on my new coaster. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll drink this shit. Why not? Jillian Anderson, send me some G Spot soda. Last call. Oh my god. How? Hard would you slap me if I walked into your apartment holding a G-spot soda? It'd <laughs> <laughs> be really funny if you somehow imported And if I didn't bring one house. for you. Just one. Just one. Okay. Hi, The Weekly. I was just wondering if you could rate uh, from who to them, Dove Chocolate, Dove the Soap, Dove the Animal, and Dove Cameron. All right. Crunch, crunch. Thanks. Bye. This, these are the calls I crave. Rank Dove Chocolate, Dove Soap, Dove the Bird, and Dove Cameron. I hate this. Dove Chocolate, Dove Soap, Dove Bird. Dove, dove the Cameron. animal, as the caller said, but it's the bird. God, this is so sad for Dove Cameron. Like, she can't compete to, like, soap, bird, chocolate, you know? Like, those so brands have been around for decades. And bird has been around since Noah's Ark. Bitch. Before. It means, before, before. It means peace. Oh my butt. I'm sorry, this chair. Okay. So we have Listen. You're still you're still figuring out how to sit on the chair. No, I love this chair. I love it so much. My favorite chair. Okay. Number one themius is Dove Bird. Of course. Then from there, them to who is gonna go soap, chocolate, Cameron. Okay. I was wondering where you would put soap and chocolate. It's soap, chocolate, Cameron? Yes. Cameron from who to them? Cameron, chocolate, soap, bird. I may have, if, if I had gone first, I may have put Dove Chocolate above Dove Soap. That's like where my mind goes with Dove. Soap is like iconic. You think chocolate is more iconic than soap? Wow. I just want to see when the brand was founded. So Dove, not that it really matters. Not that it really matters. I just want to know. I, I think soap is, soap is definitely the demier Dove. 
But let's right. just see. Dove soap was founded in 1957, and Dove chocolate was founded in 1939. So do you think there was a chance that when Dove soap was founded, they'd say, we're competing with the chocolate? <laughs> do you think... Well, how do we have this like dirty thing and then this clean thing? I don't know. I don't know if Dove Cameron's ancestors knew about the chocolate or the soap <laughs> when they created the chocolate or the soap. So we go Dove the bird, Dove the soap, Dove the chocolate, and Dove the singer. Got it. Great. We're done. <laughs> We're Dove. Wait, one more call, actually. No. <laughs> Baby Gronk cheated on Livy Don. Baby Gronk. I can't. Okay. Baby Gronk. Baby Gronk. Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There. Keep calling in at 619 Who Them to leave questions, comments, and concerns for our Friday show. Support us on patreon.com slash whoweekly for bonus episodes, a Discord server, commentary tracks, and more. We also have the audio only, audio only on Apple Podcasts. Just click subscribe in the app and you can do it all there. Thank you to Katie and Eric the Who's for providing our video theme song on Tuesdays. Thank you to Timmy, our research and editorial assistant, for researching and editorializing and getting a photo with S.G. Lewis. Is that his name? S.G. <laughs> Lewis? Yeah. Good. Samuel okay, great. George Lewis. And we'll see you on Tuesday. Back to our regularly scheduled programming. Bye. Bye. Hey. Do you think Libby will stay with Baby Gronk or get back with the Drip King? Hi, Weekly, um, Crunch Crunch. Um, so Grimace was in my office today. I don't know why it's like his birthday. Um, don't know, don't know. But um, is he a who or a them? And where do the other McDonald's characters lie? I mean, I'm thinking like Grimace is a who, you know? But when you see him, you're like, oh, okay, he's a them. Hamburg or them. But I don't know. You guys be the judge. Um, Leanne Cuisine. Sergeant Young Pop. I was so nervous. I think I, I said crunch crunch too soon. I was like waiting to say it. Um, and I said it too early instead of the end. Um, crunch crunch. Hey, Who Weekly, long time, long time. Um, what is Padam Padam? I keep seeing this. It's getting to the point where people whose media I actually, like, you know, consume or tweeting about it. I don't know what it is. Do I need to know? Tim Tebow, lesbian. Hi, Who Weekly, long time, long time. I'm sure that you are aware of this as you did it, but the, like, callback episode is totally brilliant listening to Lindsay explain what tiktok is is next level comedy okay crunch crunch hi Lindsay, bobby timmy long time long time um so i generally enjoy the you know who remembers segments i just listen to them while i'm working and you know it's fun even though i remember hearing some of these calls way back in the day but uh, listening to you guys try to explain what TikTok is just makes me want to, like, jump out my office window. Crunch, crunch, bye. Um, I know you were playing clips from an old show, but I just had to call in still to to say that some of us did have a crush on Kirk, Chris Kirkpatrick and didn't think he was the shortest one and the oldest one and the least popular one. And that is just my type. Crunch, crunch.
Seuss is a pun? Are you kidding me? How am I just... How am I just realizing this? Just thought it was about how they were always wearing suits. Timmy, I know that you screen these calls for Lindsay and Bobby. I really need you to put me through. I love them. I'm so drunk. I'm so... Uh, I... Please put me through. I need to tell them I don't like the do 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 like uh the oh I just uh I don't like that transition I just uh okay I'm gonna call back tomorrow morning and we'll see how I feel. Please put me through, Timmy. What? Me through. Chocolate is salad, and Timmy is in Coachella.